turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And this certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And the weather's getting cooler, so uh, the sun's not going to be shining as much. Got to get your tan on. Uh, today's trivia theme is general trivia. Mark, you were at a conference recently. I was. Last week, I was at the Opal Family Office Conference. In fact, I, I chaired a panel. We were talking investments, and I was talking about alternative investments, and my um, uh, co-panelist was talking about uh, industrial property investments, which has been um, very popular and, and very strong in, in many marketplaces throughout the country. So I'm glad Mark Cooper from HL Commercial is here, because I know he's, among other special uh, knows a lot about uh, industrial uh, types of properties, especially. I think he's. Uh, I think you are a Marin specialist in industrial. That, uh, I would say Peter Gettner and I do probably fifty percent of the industrial in in Marin County, yeah. and uh, we're doing some Sonoma as well. I just sold something in Petaluma. And so. the definition yeah. of industrial, okay, warehouse. Well, I'd say R&D. if it's got a if it's got a roll up door, roll up door uh, okay. that's typically it's something that can take deliveries. Um, what we see in Marin it typically are are things that are multi multi-tenant industrial, which I really like. I mean, I want to hear yeah. your question first, but I would say, um, you know, I'm, there are big, you know, 20, 30,000 foot buildings that might be vacant or they have a single tenant in there. If that tenant leaves, you're stuck with the big vacancy. It's like having a big hotel and you need, you know, you need a convention <laughs> to yeah. fill it up essentially. So I, I like the multi-tenant industrial, maybe, you know, two to 5,000 square foot bays yeah. for each one. Um, and we can get into that a little more, but I want to hear exactly what they were saying. These right. guys were like, so the, they were in the bull market of of, uh, of warehouse industry. Absolutely. So yeah. a couple of years ago, everything was all about multifamily, right? And so uh, many of you, if you're real estate investors out there listening, you know that multifamily has become harder and harder to find good deals, that the cap rates have gone way down. And so industrial properties in the last couple of years have, have grown in popularity. And so we had the presenter um, talking about uh, his, his, his opinion of and why people should be considering industrial properties for for the real estate portfolio. And at the end of the uh, presentation, there was a question and answer. And there was someone who stood up and said, well, look, you know, um, aren't we kind of at the top of the market now and are in terms of real estate, commercial and residential? And you're talking, um, you're promoting industrial and isn't industrial more volatile in terms of uh, pricing? And, you know, should you be recommending them to be buying industrial properties today? And I thought that was an interesting question. And Mark, I wonder what your, your take on that right. when some 
someone would say, well, you know, we're at the top of the market. We shouldn't be buying. But then, you know, you hear that a lot across the board on, on all types of real yeah, estate. Yeah, because Warehouse. How do you time the market? To, warehouse used to go for like. 40 cents a foot now it's like a dollar 50 no it's it's pretty funny in marina i would say five years ago i had stuff around a buck a foot for lease for warehouse space Mm -hmm. and you know things were kind of hovering around 200 250 dollars per square foot on a sale and i probably had eight things in san rafael and i couldn't give them away i'd just be like hey especially during a recession time people that have those small warehouses they go well hey I'm just going to move back into my house and I'm going to store my truck and my stuff in my garage. I don't need this industrial space. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as the market picked up, uh, things went, I mean, I'm seeing warehouses now two bucks a foot. So it's doubled in income. And the nice thing I like about warehouse, a landlord only pays for the roof, the exterior walls, the foundation and the parking lot. So you're not dealing with plumbing. You're not dealing with electrical. I mean, the tenants pretty much on their own for that type of thing. Um, what a lot of these tilt-up buildings have done, they've converted them where they go down the center, uh, they split up a big building, you know, let's say 20,000-foot building, put a wall down the middle, and they put bathrooms in every little four-corner intersection, and they split those up, and they, they rent those to individual tenants. But you're really looking for a tilt-up building, concrete. Uh, a, t- a metal tin building is a whole different thing in terms of security mm. and heat and, uh-huh. and air conditioning. And what I usually tell folks in Marin is that it gets hot about... Oh, you know, three weeks out of the year where it's yeah. it's unbearably hot, but it gets cold about three months out of the year. So, you know, oh, you yeah. want to stay warm if you're going to be working in your warehouse. You guys mentioned R&D and that's like, well, it's really hip and cool to be working out of a warehouse and cool. I mean, cool, cold, freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I've yeah. seen guys with earmuffs and down jackets and they're Where's and, that you know, space heater? startups yeah. and it's expensive to keep that space heater going. Uh, you know, you better believe it. But I, I like industrial a lot. Um, what some folks say is, boy, if they can pick up industrial for 100 150 bucks per square foot and then rent it out, you know, a dollar, dollar fifty, that's oh, a, yeah, that's a that's home run smart. all the way all, all day long. And also, we're seeing a lot of folks in the medical marijuana business that's, <laughs> that's they're gobbling up all of the industrial they can to grow. See, I thought it was a, a lot of it had to do with like the Amazon uh, trickle down, but not so much. much. I mean, those big di- distribution places are, are not going to be seen in, in, in Marin for the most part, just because it's so expensive. When I'm talking a dollar, two dollars per square foot for warehouse here, you're seeing stuff in, in Richmond where it's like maybe 70, 80 cents. Uh, Concord, you know, stuff sure. out there. So I'm really talking about the Marin Sonoma market. All right. When we come back, uh, we've got some more real estate stuff to talk about. Here, we're going to get to our first commercial break. What do all mammals have? That's our question. What do all mammals have? It's kind of more distinctive with all mammals versus non-mammals, okay? And uh, So like eyeballs wouldn't be an answer because correct. insects have eyeballs. Yeah, there you go. And, and flies have lots of them. Okay. <laughs> Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that free tanning certificate. Also, uh, I want to make a mention here for Driven Raceway in Northern California's premier indoor kart racing and family entertainment facility. They have high-speed electric carts and are extremely safe. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, done that, but it's a lot of fun. You actually feel like a a real race car driver. They also have glow-in-the-dark mini golf and a bowling alley. So check them out and call us at 888-912-1190 for the answer to the trivia question. And don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Mark Cooper. Got a lot of Marks around here. Uh, first trivia question. What do all mammals have? I'm going to let Mark go. Spinal cord? I'm going to go with belly button or nipples. See, that? that's what... <laughs> You know what? That's what I thought too. But come on! But actually, the, blood. Answer, the answer is tongues. Now, some have Wait more than others. Second. I know. But I mean, don't birds have about butterflies? And, or maybe they call them something different. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. All all mammals have tongues. Apparently, okay. Well, now you can have a tongue and not be a mammal. But I think that's a mammal, trick question. You got a tongue. This is a weird question. I uh, okay, the other ones are a little less weird. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go on to business. <laughs> all right, uh, right. Well, back to real back estate. To real back estate. to real estate. So, you know, a question mark that I get a lot as a lender, as a real estate lender at Pacific Private Money, uh, especially from our investors who are the source of our capital for the loans that we make, is uh, so. So, what do you? You know, there's a lot of trepidation and nervousness, and at the end of the year. It's we all start to, you know, look at our belly buttons and start staring, trying to predict what's going to happen in 2018. Right. So which way is the market? Hey, it's supposed to be mammals. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So are we at the top of the market? What are the you know, how do the what do the tea leaves look like? And, you know, I know for me, um, I try to stay well read. I try to, you know, I, I listen to certain economists whose opinions I respect, especially ones that called correctly the last uh, um, nice the last recession. So and, and really no. Nobody sees anything. I mean, it looks like we've got continued low interest rates, uh, continued um, high uh, um, employment rates. Job growth is still strong in California. Um, the lack of new housing being built, uh, or I should say the, the housing being built is not enough to sustain the, the growth in population. So we still have upward pressure on, on home prices. Um, but on the commercial side, where a lot of real estate investors invest commercially, you know, we've got, you know, you've got office, you've got uh, multifamily slash apartments, and you've got industrial. Industrial, industrial being kind of the um, uh, very much in favor nowadays because it tends to get overlooked when other you know markets are hot. Um, what do you you know? I, I know you probably have the same thing happen to you. You have clients asking you, you know, Mark, you know, what do you what do you see happening on the horizon? Should I wait? In other words, maybe in you know two, 24 months or thirty six months, if we're in a real estate recession, I could really make a great deal. Then should I or should I buy now? I mean, yeah, what, how I do you deal with that. I don't get these. Should I wait? I, what I get is uh, I'm selling my property in the city. And I want an eight percent return. What do you have in Marin? And it's ah. uh, it's like uh, so. So the answer to that would be you know with with uh, with more risk comes greater reward, and and the stuff that might be an eight uh, percent return. Um, you know, I'm happy to show you what you know the highest returns in Marin County, but I think you might want something that's a little more stable and long term. Are you hands on? Are you a contractor? You know what's going that's on there. Um, so, you know, one thing that I would say is that we see these opportunities and I just saw something over on, uh, I was going to say Sir Francis Drake over mm. by Molly Stones over in Greenbrae. It was a medical offering on the surface. It looked pretty good. It was about a six and a half percent return on a, a lease surgery center. It was about 5 million bucks and, uh, you know, long-term lease in place. And, and, uh, so I thought, God, six and a half percent return right there on a medical facility in, in, in Larkspur looks pretty good on the surface. So we dug a little deeper into it and what they had done, it was essentially like a sale and lease back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yep. they had over, they're overpaying Paying the rent, rent. Yeah. <laughs> overpaying yeah. the rent, charging a thousand dollars per square foot. <laughs> On a 5,000 square foot building, making it a $5 million deal. But they were paying so much more over the market to make it look like yeah. it was kicking off this great return. And uh, I think when you're looking at these investments, especially offices, something that we're talking about, a sale and leaseback is like, well, why are these guys selling in the building in the first place? And if these tenants leave, 
can you get that from anyone right. else? That's, that seems like yeah. a bait and switch a little bit. I, I, you got to watch out for something like that, obviously, on the leasehold. Yeah, I mean, so it gets, sometimes it, also you have an owner user and he's just renting back to his corporation and, you know, playing. Right. I mean, it could be legit. A little shell game. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. But like yeah. you said, that that's the main question is uh, if the tenant moves out or if the, the lease comes due and you have to re- renew it, even with the same tenant, right. what can they afford? Well, what is the market rent? Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's something to, to look out for. Now, in terms of office, that's the one thing I think we've still got a glut of in Marin. We haven't quite... I mean, Biomarin swooped in and uh, and and bought a lot. They bought the corporate center. They bought another building I had at 700 Irwin. Uh, they're really expanding, and that's that's absorbed a lot of the market for in terms of office space, and it's pushed up the rates. It's pushed up the returns. I just don't know how long the office market is going to stay this strong. I mean, if if Biomarin outgrows Marin, mm-hmm. and they become Bio Bay Area or something like that, uh, if they leave or if they we take a turn in the economy. Uh, there's going to be some office buildings that have vacancies, and a lot of these investors are looking at they're looking at pro formas or projections on properties that are going to be fully leased. So if the market mm-hmm. takes a turn and you're at 40, 60, 80 percent leased, it's going to be really hard uh, in terms of uh, refinancing those properties, retenanting those properties at those rates. I mean, is it so, my imagination or, or am I seeing a little bit more for lease signs? Well, you know, you might be driving down the street and you see for lease signs, but you don't know if it's 100 square feet. You don't know if it's retail. Is it the entire building? So I think it's it's really, I mean, people go, oh, my gosh, what's up with San Anselmo? I do a lot of San Anselmo. And you go down the street and there's for lease, for lease, for rent. Uh, Well, you know, some of those spaces are either a restaurant space that has an ADA bathroom issue. Another one might be Hmm. uh, a really large space that's hard to rent. Um, but that's, I'm talking about, you know, San Rafael, San Anselmo, Mill Valley, where I do a lot of my work. You drive around Petaluma or Roanoke Park or Katati, uh, if you can't grow dope there, it's kind of hard to lease those, (laughs) kind of hard to lease those spaces. Now there are folks that specialize in those areas. And I think it gets back to, if you're looking for investment, if you're buying or selling, you want a local broker that really knows the market. And if you're investing in an area that you, you, that you're not familiar with, Find somebody local. Even sometimes people pay consultants to say, I've, I've got this building and contract. Can you really give me an analysis of what it's really worth before I close? And that's really money well spent. So get a good local broker. All right, guys, we're going to cut to our second commercial break. When we come back, we've got a couple of interesting emails, uh, one from Mark Cooper about a pocket listing. And Mark uh, Hunt, we have a couple of interesting email questions for you. Here's our trivia question. Again, this is, has nothing to do with mammals or tongues. Good. Uh, w- <laughs> It's a little bit of chemistry for all you chemists out there. What is the chemical name for quicksilver? Hmm. And if you think about it, you'll probably get the answer, right? Uh, call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. What is the chemical name for quicksilver? I want to make a quick mention here, too, for the Transcendence Theater. Uh, uh, let's see, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Luther Burbank. I don't know if you've ever seen their show. They're doing Broadway Under the Stars, a holiday spectacular event. Check them out, Transcendence Theater. Uh, go to uh, bestnightever.org, I believe, is their website. Okay, don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Mark Cooper. 
Second trivia question was, what is the chemical name for Quicksilver? I'm going with mercury. Yes. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I figured you know, the job. word silver kind of gets Of course, you. I Googled it. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> this is Facebook. Cheater, cheater. <laughs> okay. All right. We got a couple of emails here. So for Mark Honf, uh, this one says, I was listening to one of your recent shows, and you mentioned you attend many industry events. Can you share any insights on what you're hearing regarding the housing market? Well, it's a repeat of what we just kind of talked about a little bit in the first couple of segments. So the housing market in California has been pretty strong and steady for 2017. We know that we're in the fourth quarter now. What's it look like for 2018? Well, the things that are expected to happen in 2018 um, with respect to interest rates are um, I'm hearing people calling for maybe two, two, maybe three increases in short-term rates. And it's interesting how people forget that short-term rates and long-term rates um, are not directly related and not even necessarily correlated. So we could have continued increases in short-term rates by the Fed, two or three next year. But I'm seeing um, a lot of downward pressure, continuing downward pressure on long-term rates. And so many mortgages uh, are, are priced based on the 10-year rate. And it's it's still been stubbornly low. It, it's... it's um, most of the predictions of where the 10-year would be at the end of 2017 uh, overshot the mark once again for like the fifth year in a row. And so I think people are giving up overshooting the mark, and, a lot of, and several are predicting that we might see long-term rates uh, near where they are today a year from now. So that bodes well for mortgages. Yeah, and, of and course, didn't the Fed leave the interest rates alone just recently? Yes. Yeah, I think probably because of the again, uh, again short-term yeah, rates sure. uh, again, which again don't necessarily affect what you pay sure. for a mortgage. So, so we've got low cost of capital, which is very helpful for affordability uh, and stability of the continued um, price level of the uh, of homes in most neighborhoods in California. Next, you've got the job market, and the job market looks really strong. And of course, in California, tech is an important component in the job market. And thanks to AI and all things related to AI and self-driving cars and phones and etc. Tech is very, very strong. uh, And jobs in tech are strong. And that's keeping home prices in areas uh, that are commute distance to Silicon Valley, uh, very, very strong. And then, um, you know, and and jobs, of course, between jobs and and cost of money, you've got then the, the last thing is what new inventory is coming on board. And we're not building at a rate that would satisfy the demand and the growth in California population. And despite what some people uh, might believe, uh, California population continues to grow year in and year out. We have net immigration into California. Um, and, uh, you know, contrary to what you might you know believe when you read some people's postings on the internet. Don't believe everything you read on the internet, right? <laughs> no, people are not moving wholesale out of California to Texas or Arizona or Portland or Seattle. Uh, yes, there is some migration happening in in those four areas, but the in uh, the the pace of immigration, the growth in the population is outpacing that outflow. So we still need homes. We just lost uh, 8,000 homes uh, statewide from the fires. And that's going to be something that is only going to put more pressure on lack of housing. The the issue of lack of affordability, and people say this to me all the time, well, but, you know, if, if, if prices keep going up, then, you know, it's going to push it beyond the affordability. Well, you know, 
jobs and wages in, wages, in enough areas enough. are keeping pace for enough people to keep that demand still upward. So I mean, that's what it comes down to is interest rates and uh, wage wages yeah. and unemployment. Right. So yeah. I so my prediction is I do not see California housing converting from a seller's market to a buyer's market in 2018. I think right. we're still at least another year away. I don't know what might trigger that. We know it will happen. It's inevitable. It's part of the real estate cycle. And uh, we just, but there, we don't see the, the, the handwriting on the wall uh, for 2018. Okay. The follow-up question was um, also saying, I don't hear as many advertisements from crowdfunding sites as I used to. Can you comment on this? Mm-hmm. So, a, crowdfunding was legalized in 2013 with the Jobs Act that was passed by President Obama. And essentially, when I say legalized, it basically made it legal to advertise that opportunity. Prior to the Jobs Act, it was not legal to advertise. You had to have an existing business relationship with a company that was offering certain investment types, certain alternative investments. And so... Um, we had dozens and dozens of companies spring up in the last four years. And what's interesting is many of them became well capitalized, raised a lot of money from uh, uh, various uh, um, capital resources. And what they found was, you know, if you build it, it doesn't necessarily mean people will come. So many of those crowdfunding uh, lending uh, sites uh, have had to change their business models. So some are now buying real estate. Some have been bought by others. We're going to continue to see a, a, a big consolidation in that area of, of crowdfunding. Um, you, you need to know that uh, the companies that are there today may not necessarily have the same name uh, this time next year. It's it's a newish industry. I mean, it, at four years old, that's uh, that's pretty new in 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 anyone's book in terms of a business model. So so we'll see how that uh, how that turns out. I like our business model. We're we're regional in nature. We're not nationwide, and many of these guys have nationwide business models that have really not um, are not being supported right now. So you just have to be careful with them. And how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about this? Well, for for more information about. Uh, Alternative investing, uh, we're regionally focused here at Pacific Private Money. Go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. Real simple, all one word, PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. And Mark Cooper, what is a pocket listing and why keep something off of the MLS? Oh, boy. Here we go. That, that's one of my pet peeves is the old pocket listing. Yeah, I get approached by people all the time and go, well, I've got this pocket listing. It's San Rafael. <laughs> so... Um, in my eyes, a pocket listing is a person that doesn't have a written agreement with their with their seller, and they don't have permission to market the property to other brokers and get really fully get the word out. Now, um, some folks are running around going, "Well, I only look at off market properties." They they might use buzzwords like value add or distressed in there. Um, you know, I think that there's some great deals out there that might be off market. I might have had a listing a year ago that didn't sell. And if a buyer comes to me and says, I'm looking for X, um, I can put that together. It happens pretty often, and I'm doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of kind of restaurant and food service in Mill Valley. Uh, and, and those properties, there's not a big for lease sign that says this, this, this restaurant is available. Right. So if you're looking to open a restaurant in Mill Valley, uh, you want to talk to a good local broker and find something like that. Uh, but in terms of a pocket listing, uh, I'm kind of down on the whole pocket listings because I feel like you're doing a disservice to your seller 
if you aren't putting that property out fully to market. There's also a way of delaying exposing something to the MLS. The, uh, an agent can fill out a form. If they're a member of the MLS, the multiple listing services, they can fill out a form that says they can delay the listing up to 30 days before they put it out to everyone. And that kind of gives them the opportunity to market it to, to their buyers or internally within their office. But I'm down on pocket listings. I'm big on value add. And, and uh, when we come back from the break, I'll talk a little more about some techniques to get good great deals on actually listed properties. Great. How nice. to, uh, give out your information before we cut to break. Yeah, my, my cell phone is 415-608-1036. I'm really big on Facebook. And my email is mark at hlcre.com. I like to say hungry lion crosses river easily. There you go. Com. Okay. Uh, mark we with come, a K. We're going to come back. We'll ask the next trivia question at the next break. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Cooper and Mark Hoff. Ah, see, I traded. I switched it around. Yeah, well, you got to stay awake here on this <laughs> one. <yeah. laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, and we'll ask our last trivia question at the next break. But Mark, uh, continue on before we uh, cut out your going to be giving us uh, information about pocket listing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that uh, I get approached about off-market properties or pocket listings. And I think that some of the best deals out there uh, might be one where there's value add or upside to it in terms of uh, long-term tenants, under market rents. Um, maybe what you do is some landscaping or cosmetic improvements to the property and get the rents up. And, and I've seen that over and over. So the best opportunity might be an older listing that's been on the market a while and you make an offer. A written offer with a good local agent. <laughs> Make a written offer and just see what the if the sellers will do it. I'm, I'm the type of guy that will always counter. I mean, hardly ever. I got an offer a couple of weeks ago of half price on something, but I will always encourage a counter because I want to keep the deal alive. And some of these properties have been on the market six months, a year. It's time for someone to get in and get a good written offer in there. And uh, sometimes, you know, sellers are unrealistic. They want double what the property is worth. And what sometimes what it takes is a couple offers, and they realize this is what the market will pay for your property. Hmm. Sometimes they'll get an offer that they didn't accept, and a month or two later, they're kicking themselves going, shoot, yeah. I should have taken that offer. Yeah. Well, the next time that offer comes in that they didn't accept in the same ballpark, they might very well accept that offer. So, so I would say an on-market property, and the longer on the market, the better <laughs> in terms of off-market properties. Oh, um, yeah. you know, so um, so that's, that's, my, that's my tip for the week. Is, and then you know, how do you analyze? I mean, I know, you know cap rates and all that stuff, but do you suddenly go, aha, where there's going to be an extra penalty for this being on the market so long? Well, um, you know, I, I uh, pulled one off the market. For before I did a price reduction recently, I pulled a property off the market for about two months, and then we came back on with a price reduction. And there was all kinds of new interest on that. Also, there's something that's going on with the Marin and Sonoma MLS, uh, where either it'll look like it's been on the market for you know 900 days, or it might look like a new listing if you know how to if you know how to bring that out correctly. Um, sometimes I pull properties off the market, and then I get all these calls from people in exchanges going. Hey, I noticed that you had that for sale, and it's not on the market anymore. Uh, would you guys look at an offer? You know, and that might be one if we're Always. if we're yeah if we're doing something like that. But I would say you know consider making an offer on a property that sat for a while, and if the timing is right, you might just get uh, a, you know and make the offer on the cap rate that you're looking for, the rate of return you're looking for. All right, fair yeah. enough. All right, so Mark uh, Hunt, we want to go back to you for a minute here. Um, give us a deal of the week. First, explain what you do. So deal of the week. So uh, at Pacific Private Money, we are an alternative real estate finance provider. 
So alternative financing means alternative to the banks, alternative to conventional lenders, where plan B when plan A is not an option. Plan A is always banker conventional financing. We are never as competitive as banker conventional financing when it comes to rates. So 4% money for residential, maybe 5% money for commercial from your conventional lender. From a private or alternative finance provider, your interest rates going to likely be anywhere from as low as something in the 8% range to as high as the 10 or maybe even 11% range if you're looking for uh, junior financing. And so that's the market that we serve. We we're, you know, we're, we rescue deals that are in trouble. Uh, we can make a quick loan to help someone buy a property if they're in contract and their bank financing is, is getting going hinky on them. Uh, our loans have no prepayment penalties, so you can pay us back right away, and your only cost is really the origination fees on there. So if you really want to close that deal or you don't want to lose your deposit or for any number of reasons, why you need to close quickly. Uh, that's one of the reasons why people come to us. Now, the deal of the week that I'm going to talk about is, is not one that needed to close quickly, but it's one that the banks couldn't accommodate for this particular client. So this client is looking for junior financing. In a perfect world, they'd be able to go and get a HELOC. They have lots of equity uh, in their Bay Area home. They've got a you know a million dollar first that the home is worth somewhere in the three million dollar range. So they've got good equity, and they'd like to borrow about a half a million dollars. The reason they want to borrow it is they want to consolidate a number of uh, revolving accounts, credit card debt, and it turns out that their credit card debt is anywhere from eighteen percent to twenty nine percent, and they can't get a HELOC because of the type of employment they have, the certain stability uh, issues, and um, the purpose of the of the money that we're uh, being asked to refinance was actually a business purpose. Uh, and that business is one that doesn't show a lot of income. It's probably a labor of love for this particular borrower. Um, but uh, whatever the reason is, um, you know, we like the story. We like the collateral. Uh, as it turns out, the borrower or is a well-known Bay Area personality who will remain unnamed. But we like that because we're holistic lenders and we like the story. So we look at things like the integrity of the borrower. Do we believe this is a person um, who um, is of good moral character and isn't going to turn around and try to do something funny on us? Do we like the collateral? San Francisco, yes, we do. Do we like the story? Um, Yes, we're looking to actually, this loan will help them save money. So right now, the average interest rate they're paying on that money is somewhere in the high teens to low 20s. We can turn around even in a junior position and offer them a loan that um, while it's not Uh, what they would get from a bank HELOC, uh, we can offer them financing somewhere probably in the low 10% range. And then what we would do is because we have a number of relationships with conventional lenders that offer HELOC products now, and the HELOC product industry is actually growing. That's expected to grow considerably in 2018. The, The home equity line of credit is coming back in a big way. So we will help them exit our loan, pay us back maybe within a year uh, uh, with a with a cheaper bank loan. But at least now we've given them the time, a little bit of breathing room. We're saving them some money uh, on that cost of capital. Uh, and again, you know, we're doing good work. We're trying not to be predatory. And uh, and we again, we like the story. So we, we like the loan. And the first mortgage is probably at a fairly decent interest rate. So they don't want to refinance that and make it one big first. Well, everybody, ha- yeah. almost everyone has a good first mortgage rate. I mean, almost every junior lien request we see is behind a 
first position loan that's somewhere in the threes. I mean, we've had so wow. many opportunities. And if it's not, then there's probably something there's probably a story behind yeah, that borrower not. that maybe we might not find compelling because one of the things we also do at Pacific private money is we have to say no a lot. Unfortunately, we don't just look for a way to do every loan request that comes in. In fact, we, we, um, we track our numbers. And so we get a lot of loan inquiries and we actually only say yes to an average of one out of 10 loan inquiries. Now, some of them are out of state and some of them are too low or too high, but others just don't fit. And again, we've got predatory lending laws to deal with. You know, hard money is not what it used to be. And we don't even call it hard money anymore. We call it alternative finance because uh, we are regulated now. Uh, Dodd-Frank passed a lot of uh, laws about the type of loans that you can do. So we, we have to be careful and we have to make sure that we do not uh, uh, participate in predatory lending practices. And again, before we go to a break, you you have a fund that people can invest in that'll invest in these types of mortgages. Right. So alternative financers use private capital, generally speaking. Um, there are some bigger companies that their source of capital might be private equity or hedge funds, so it's not really private in the way you and I think about it. Um, our private capital is actually from private individual, uh, mostly Bay Area residents who are participating in alternative investments. So we're an alternative finance provider, but we're also an a source of alternative investments. And so we we um, uh, place money, private individual capital, through our fund. Uh, and we've got uh, over 100 uh, shareholders right now who are earning right around 8% on their money. And we use that capital solely for making real estate secured loans in California. That's our, that's our niche. And so for more information, uh, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. We have resources you can click on, videos you can watch, uh, short videos uh, that are, will tell you a little bit more about how we make money uh, for our clients. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. Very good. Okay, we're going to cut to our last commercial break. Uh, we are going to ask a trivia question here. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments and we'll answer the trivia question. Here it is. Tarsus and metatarsus are parts of which body part? That's an easy one, right? I got this. You got this. I knew you had this one. Okay. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. If you're the first one with the correct answer, you win the tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of invest will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. Last trivia question. Tarsus and metatarsus are parts of which body part? Mark Cooper, do you know the answer? Yeah, I, I think I do because I've broken it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was stomping into a trash can. I did a dismount and I landed on a small pine cone and I oh. broke the fifth metatarsal, which was in my foot. In your foot. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it took him about six minutes to answer the question, but you got that correct. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That was a real fast hour. I can't believe how fast these hours go. So we were talking real estate today, and, and uh, uh, Mark, I guess I never got to kind of like ask you, you know, my final question was, I guess you're not really a fan of those people who try to be market timers when it comes to, is it the right time to buy now? Should I Boy. wait for the next cycle? Or FISBOs. Or FISBOs. <laughs> yeah, FISBOs. Or FISBOs, right. You know, I, sometimes I look back, I mean, I, I do 
Southern Marin. I like Mill Valley, San Anselmo, San Rafael. And I think if I had a time machine and I could go back, you know, 20, 30 years, where would I buy property? Would I try to get a deal in some other weird county or would I just buy a great location Absolutely. in a great part yeah. of town? Yeah. So, I mean, how? who knows? I mean, maybe you, you, know, you could try to time the market, but whenever when, – when I'm working investors, typically they've sold something. So they've either sold something at the height yep. – where they've sold it in a down market. And if they've got 45 days to identify a replacement property, yeah. the whole point about timing the market is, is really a moot point. So. Well, if, if I had time in a bottle, the, the first thing I'd like to say is... <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> You're supposed to sing that. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> if I had a time, time in a bottle. Okay. Yeah. Well, right before we started recording the show, we had an investor walk in and, uh, and hand us a check for $50,000, and we were talking about real estate investments. And he, he said, essentially, Mark, what, what you said, he said, you know, um, you know I, I wish I would have bought more real estate oh, sure. here in town four years ago, five years ago at the bottom of the market. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, if he buys it today, he's probably going to say, you know, the same thing five years yeah. from now. I wish I bought more. Wish I bought well, you know, it's more. interesting. Yeah. I had a client. She, she died of about, oh gosh, 10 years ago. Great story. She died at about 100 years old. But she had been here for many, many, many years. She had the opportunity to either buy what is now Miracle Mile or mm. over near the Montecito Shopping Center. And she decided to buy Miracle Mile because she figured, well, that's going into San Anselmo and all that. But as it turns out, it, was, it would have been much better for her to buy Montecito. But how did she know? You know, she's thinking, oh, it's just going out to the waters. Well, you can't know. And I, I still, it probably wasn't a bad move. It just, you know, you know, when you're comparing that A and B, so I should have bought there. But the fact is she bought real estate. She became a real estate investor. And if you go to enough real estate investment boot camps, you're going to hear that a hundred times. Swing the bat. Get into step, the market. Yeah, absolutely. Step yeah. up to There's the plate and swing the bat. Yeah. Yeah. We all have horror stories and success stories, right? Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and again, if you've got, uh, if you're, if you're nervous about the stock market and you, you're thinking of taking some money out, taking some profits out, if you're nervous about the real estate market, or maybe you've just sold because you sold, you think, Hey, the prices are great. I'm going to take some profits out. And you're looking at a place to park that money. Um, our fund only has a one year hold. And after that, there's no redemption fee, no load going in or out. And so we have we've seen a lot of people come into our office or call us and contact us and say, look, I, I've got some money. I don't want to put it back in the stock market or I, I don't have enough to buy real estate, uh, buy anything with it. Or I'm nervous about prices. So, you know, I'm interested in your fund. And so you really should take a look at alternative investments like debt funds. And so we've got an unleveraged debt fund at Pacific Private Money that's paying just around 8% right now. And so for more information, go to our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com or give us a call at 415-883-2150. And again, Mark Cooper, uh, give out your information about commercial real estate if people have questions. Yeah, sure. Mark Cooper, HL Commercial. I'm in San Rafael. Uh, 415-608-1036. My email is mark, M-A-R-K, at H-L-C-R-E.com. All right. Thoughts for the day. It isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. You know who said that? Mm. Muhammad Ali. Mm. And Pele said... Remember him, this great soccer yeah, player? Soccer. He said, the more difficult the victory, the greater the happiness in winning. I like that one, too. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best <laughs> of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which